Attention Cloud9 shoppers. What's up, superfans? Welcome to The Break Room, a Superstore fan podcast. I am your host, DJ and Lai, out here with your amazing co-hosts, Jordan Wiegand. Hello. And Casey McGeorge. How is it going, everybody? Alright, going good. Today, we are discussing Season 3, Episode 18, Local Vendors Day, directed by Gita Patel and written by Josh Malmuth and Justin Shanes. This show was created by Justin Spitzer. All right, so the synopsis. When local businesses set up shop inside Cloud9, Gwen tries to help his wife Jerusha sell her handmade needlepoint, despite Jonah's concerns that he's pressuring his employees. Meanwhile, Amy doesn't feel Latina enough when a guy flirts with her in Spanish, and Garrett tries to uncover the truth behind a beer, a beer vendor's product. Uh, everybody's first initial thoughts. One of mine was, didn't one of us, I can't remember who, say that Garrett was going to be taste testing it because they thought they were using another person's product? I think that was DJ. That wasn't me. <laughs> I don't remember. Probably, <laughs> I'm always throwing spaghetti I'll on the wall. I'll have to re-listen so. to it. Yeah. But I, th- I think one of us, um, I couldn't remember which which one of us, uh, but said that, that, uh, that she could be using... Uh, other people's products so that was that was that was my first initial yeah. thought when i was watching it <laughs> yeah but that was my uh, favorite storyline of it so i thought it was a good episode mm-hmm. um this one i it was good this one went by really really quick for me mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i was watching it and like i said before i watched it on hulu so you know uh I always I can pause it and you know with the time or whatever, and even during the rewatch I just had, it went by really quick. Like I paused it at one point and it was like, "Wow, there's only like a minute and a half left." Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know if that's a good thing, maybe because it kept me engaged, or a bad thing because maybe I kind of zoned out a little bit. But it just like it just like I said episode just went by really really quick. Yeah, yeah. Someone someone was saying it kind of felt like a filler episode, which it kind of did. You know, I, I liked it, um, but um, trying to trying to break it down, there wasn't a lot of a lot of meat on the bones, I guess. Um, I don't know. Can comedy? This was like an appet. It's like an appetizer. Like, say, just... Can we really have that many filler episodes in Superstore? I mean, most of the time, like if if you count at that, most of the first season would be filler, like in that sense, because <laughs> we didn't really start getting into the relationship stuff until later. Like, right. other than that, there's not really much plot going on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. But um, so yeah. So the episode starts out. They're in Cloud Nine. Glenn is introducing introducing everybody to the uh, the local vendors that they eventually put out of business that they're allowing in their <laughs> store for a day. Um, we've said it before. Glenn and Jerusha are great together. Yeah. Um, those two are picture perfect. Um, did anybody notice his tie? Oh yeah. Yes, it was needlepoint. <laughs> Labrador the, with the golden retriever needlepoint <laughs> yeah. on it. It was quite awesome. 
Um, the uh, so then you know he starts flirting with Jerusha a little bit, which gets a little weird for everybody. Especially, I, it it just hit me right now. Uh, especially after what happened the last time we saw the two of them together. Like maybe, maybe they thought they were gonna sneak away or something. Like I literally, I forgot about it until a few seconds ago. Um, and then they have the conversation of if they have an open marriage, which Glenn doesn't know what it is. They have to explain it to him. What? Yeah. Uh, then they decide to actually call Jerusha to say he's cheating on her, and he freaks out. Don't answer that. <laughs> Oh man, uh, that's great. Yeah, we 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 come back. Jonah and uh, Garrett are walking around the store. They're looking at all the local craftsmen and things. Um, I, there was a sign for organic soap, and I'm kind of the same thing. Like, what the heck is organic soap? I I, I don't know. Uh, it, yeah, it it makes you smell worse after. <laughs> Could be. I'm with Garrett on this one. We have science and technology for a reason. Let's take advantage of that with the soap and the smelling good. Like I, I don't, I don't want handcrafted soap. I don't know what I'm getting in that. I barely know what I'm getting in my real soap. <laughs> Never mind handmade soap. Um, then we have uh, Garrett sees the uh, the beverage lady with the, with the local beer, and he pronounces it or dismal whatever you're <laughs> close enough mm-hmm. um, we, we got the three ladies together we got Dina uh, Cheyenne and uh, Amy the beverage guy walks by they give a flirty little wave to each other um, I like those two together um, I think they make a cute little couple um, you can kind of tell there's like some chemistry between the two mm-hmm. of them Cheyenne and her, I don't even want to say this, like, her millennialness, I guess, comes out. How did you guys send naked photos to each other? <laughs> send them in the mail. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Dina talks about how she sent a full-on fax. Uh, yeah. A full-on naked fax to New, somebody. Nude fax. Um, <laughs> Full face. <laughs> a full face. I hope and pray that that person is the one who actually got it because of the facts you never know who's going to pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. I've worked in a, when I worked at a, when I was in the military and worked at a high level thing, we would get faxes in and then like whoever went over there at some point had to go around to various offices and try and figure out, hey, is this yours or drop them off. So yeah, that could have be, <laughs> been something weird for somebody there. Hopefully it was a personal do. fax number. <laughs> You never how know, would, especially with Dina. You how would you even? <laughs> how would you even send a nude fax? Like, I don't know how that would work. That's crazy. Uh, you could take a picture and then oh, fax yeah. the picture over. Yeah, there you go. Mystery solved. <laughs> um, we have a customer cutaway with the guy at the ATM machine and the guy and peering the over guy, his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, the guy behind him, like peering over his shoulder. Uh. <laughs> It's one of those those. Uh, but... Nah, I don't know how over exaggerated it is, but the, uh, the ATM machine was one of those like generic ones, 
that charge you like eight dollars for every transaction or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't even, for all we know, it might not even been a real ATM machine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what it feels like, though. Dean is walking. <laughs> Someone's standing behind you at the ATM. I, you know, even, even with that, and even with uh, people using their debit card and readers, I try and give them space, and I purposely like look away. I don't want anybody getting freaked out exactly. about like me <laughs> looking at their stuff, and yeah. it's just like I have no desire to like, you know, be that weird with people. Right. Dina's walking through the store. She runs into Jerusha, who has a present for her, um, which is a needlepoint of a stork with Dina's face on it. <laughs> so creepy. Oh, my God. That thing was creepy. <laughs> um, I just love how honest Dina is. Yeah. And it took her over 30 hours to do. Don't forget oh, that. Man. It took her over 30 hours to do. That's a long time. I don't know um, how long that stuff is supposed to take, but <laughs> it sounds like a long time. <laughs> Well, <laughs> especially when you think it's probably like one or two hours at a pop. Like, yeah, she's probably been working on that since they first did it. Like, uh, well, uh, yeah, because from from what Glenn says, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Needlepoint comes easy to a lot of people, but not true. Not true. So I'm assuming <laughs> it does not, not take thirty hours. But <laughs> as somebody that never has done one, I have no idea. Um, yeah, Dina was very honest about that thing. Um, this is like the old school Dina we saw in like the first season or two yeah. where she was like, you know what? Uh, yeah, I don't, that thing really freaks me out. I don't want it in my home or on the planet. Um, I thought Jerusha was going to break down and cry right there. Um, yeah, but yeah, that skin, thing was really freaky. <laughs> that thing was freaky. <laughs> Um, Marcus took a day off of work to set up a table at the local craftsman's <laughs> fair there. And he had a sign that even said boob yogurt. Um, the price, or no, sorry, not boob yogurt. Boob pri- cheese. Uh, boob cheese. <laughs> the price on the sign said purse slab, which was weird enough in its own way. I love um, that they continued this uh, on Marcus um, boob cheese joke <laughs> here with this local vendor. Like, what seemed like it was going to be a one-off is now like, well, if we're going to have local vendor day, they're probably like, hey, if we're having local vendor day, why don't we just stick Marcus in there with his cheese? Mm-hmm. This boob cheese thing is so great to me, just because it's so outrageous. Yeah. Like... And so he's talking with Mateo, uh, and you know he's telling them if they don't do it right, it turns into boob yogurt, which <laughs> I think starts everybody's gag reflex at the same time when they hear it. Um, and then he talks about scavenging boob milk, and Mateo has to be like, "Okay, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Let's go back to that scavenging part." Yeah. And. The first time I'm listening to this, I'm like, yes, please go back, because I'm really curious as to how you get in this product. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he calls it found, found milk. Found milk, yeah. <laughs> Just, wow. I, I, I love Marcus. I love having him in there. He looks weird in, like, his little plaid shirt and, like, khakis there. Different clothing. Um, 
mainly because A, I'm so used to him in that warehouse uniform, and B, that doesn't seem like what he would normally wear. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't, like, when I think of Marcus outside of work, I don't picture duds, that. Man. I don't know what I would picture him wearing. Yeah, because we find out later, like, he put his <laughs> life savings Jeez. into it's that. So gross. Not Which a lot. I don't know how much his life savings is going to be, considering considering just an episode ago there were questions about his IQ and if the, if the store could get a, uh, a tax break for it. Yeah. Um, so Justine and Jonah and uh, Sandra are talking about Jerry, uh, Sandra's boyfriend, who is really great at hiding because he disappears for days at a time and can't be found. Um, the look of fear on Jonah's face when they say that is priceless. Um, and I guess they're getting ready to take the rails off the toilet for him, which I didn't even know there were rails for it. Right, big step. So he, he's, he must still be really having a hard time from, uh, was it the tornado that messed him up? Or was it something else? I thought it was. That put him in a coma. Yeah. Um, Garrett comes in. He's talking with our local beer lady. Um, he gets a free sample. He's like, wow, this, this tastes like Bud Light. Yeah, but it's not. And like, I think right off the bat, Garrett's like, I'm finding out the truth of this. This is bullcrap. This is Bud Light. <laughs> um, it, it seems like Garrett's back to his normal yeah. self. He's worked out whatever kinks he was he was having a few weeks ago, because uh, last week and this week seems like mm-hmm. like normal Garrett spoiling the parade uh, for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad to see him back to his normal self because that was uh it, it was weird to see him in a different like headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, Glenn's watching. Uh, Sandra buy a bunch, <laughs> so much stuff that they end up giving her a free scarf. Yeah, <laughs> this uh, was uh, this was so good. I love seeing her like um, just stacks of the of, of the needle point there, scarves and hats and everything. Yeah. Uh, Jonah and Glenn have a conversation about Glenn's abuse of power there, and, and how he might be pressuring people. I'm not pressuring. You might be doing it subconsciously. If I were doing it subconsciously, I'd know. <laughs> Sound logic. Uh, as, as they say in the South, bless his heart. <laughs> um, then he gets mad. You know, Jonah tells him, hey, be careful how you use your power. Well, you'll be careful how you use your power, handsome. Uh, Glenn. Yeah. Glenn. An angry compliment. <laughs> Then we, we, we have Burrito Brian. Yeah, um, who's eating a pizza later. Yeah. <laughs> Not even his own food. <laughs> Burrito Brian, uh, behind the behind his thing, selling burritos that seemed to be pretty popular, except for when he was eating. It seemed to be a, a lot of people over there. Yeah. Um, Amy, and we find out the beverage guy's name is Alex. Mm-hmm. Um. Not here, but later on, we, or maybe it is here. But we find out the beverage guy 
is named Alex. Um, they're having a conversation, and then it, it, it comes up to uh, Alex saying, oh, because Andy may not know where burritos are from, that he might have to take her Latina card. Yeah. Um, and they laugh and make a joke, but she goes to give him something in her pocket, which ends up being a picture of him. <laughs> she felt bad about throwing uh-huh. it. It's so awkward. Uh... <laughs> I can see that. I could so see that happening. Like, oh, this is just some picture of it that I didn't want to throw away. And, and, and the, like, the look of horror on her face was great. Um, <clears throat> which leads to Amy having an identity crisis. Mm. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> she's talking with Cheyenne and Dina. And she's trying to figure out, like, how they would describe Amy. Yeah. And they come up with so many different mm. things. Yeah, other than Latina. <laughs> yeah. And then. Mateo calls Amy the sad one. Somebody called her the divorced one, too. Yeah, the short one. And then he calls her the Miranda one. Yeah. Poor girl. (laughs) I try, Mateo. I try. And every time I try, you just make it so hard for me. Um, So, yeah, Amy has to bring up Latina because no one else... Like, they're nowhere near that at all. Um, and, like, I guess they have trouble seeing it. They, they don't want to, they don't want to bring that, they don't want to say mm-hmm. that. Um, they bring up the fact that she, she's not very Latina in their eyes. Uh, Cheyenne brings up the fact that she's not a very good dancer. You know, she says that not all Latinas are good dancer, but she says you're one level below where you should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought that was a good conversation. Um, I, I can see people, I, I can see that happening. Maybe people are such good friends where, like, I can see that playing out in two ways, where people are such, such good friends, like, that the first thing that comes to their head would not be that person's race or culture. Like, they think of other things, but they don't think of that. Yeah. Um, another thing I think of is, uh, you guys ever hear of a comedian named Russell Peters? Yeah, I've heard of him. Never seen him. Yeah, he's a pretty funny guy. He's from Canada, but he's uh like of Indian descent. He lives up there. He talks about how uh certain people are so scared of racism now that they'll uh they'll do everything they can to not appear racist or bring up somebody's race in a conversation. He he told a story about how uh, he said he was doing something at a club. And he said, uh, you know, he's talking, like, one of his buddies stopped by, the bouncer, whoever was talking to him, and said, you know, hey, one of your friends stopped by. Who was it? And, like, he didn't have a name, or, like, and he was trying to describe him. He just, he was, he was, like, big, tall, muscular, curly hair, name was Leroy, and he's, like, the black guy? And, like, the, like, the, like, the guy was just like, ah, I don't know, I, I didn't see that. Um, he was tall, had curly hair, yeah. you know, but... It brings up the point of like sometimes people will, because it can be so uncomfortable for them, they'll go out of their way to not bring up some things, even though it is usually the first thing they'll see about oh. somebody. Um, and it's really hard to describe somebody without using like their race or ethnicity accurately. Like you can't really describe somebody accurately without that. Um, I don't know. I just, for me, I just thought 
I, I could see that playing out a couple different ways. I, I, I look at it more of a friendship thing. Definitely. Yeah, I think it was the first way that you had read it. Um, where they, uh, they just known her for so long. And, and, you know, like they... And as she was saying there, as, as Amy was saying, it's not like Amy really acts the stereotypical Latina. So yeah. they weren't very... You know, at that time she wanted them to call her Latina, but... Um, Remember the first season with the uh, chips and salsa? Was it? Yes. <laughs> where um, it was kind of the opposite, where uh, they yeah. wanted her to play it, she didn't want to do it or whatever. <laughs> right. um, good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, that was that was the episode so, that I was really like, okay, I'm digging the show because I think that's episode three. <laughs> It's just so. It's one so of the fun. first couple episodes. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was great. Um, so then Glenn and Jonah have a bunch of the employees together. Glenn's trying to figure out: Does he pressure people into you know buying anything? He's trying to you know make it seem like he's not. And they kind of snap him. Like, yeah, yeah, you do. Um, for not just this though, for know, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, apparently. Uh, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Justine used her credit card to buy some Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> then a credit card got stolen, a Vespa was bought in Phoenix or Tucson, rather. Um, Kelly... And none of had that had anything help. to do with with the Girl Scout cookies, right? Really? I mean, unless well, if the Girl Scout cookies are the ones that took the, uh, right. the information. Think, well, remember, he, he does take in foster kids, so... Who knows what happens, like, at some point or how long he keeps the kids if the kids run away or something. Yeah, so the kid might have stole a credit card information. Yeah. Um, Kelly had to take out a loan for, to help take care of the tropical fish, um, of a tropical fish tank or something. Uh, Sandra missed the birth of her niece <laughs> because Glenn wanted flying toasters on his screensaver. <laughs> I kind of want to see these flying toasters now. I have what? Seen You've never seen the flying toaster uh, screensaver? No. no, I've never, I've never seen, seen classic. I, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to Google it after this. I've never seen the flying toaster. Yeah, before. it's iconic. <laughs> I, 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 did, I didn't know it was a legitimate thing. I thought maybe it was something written for the show. Yeah. Um, and then we find out now... Uh, Oh, Justine has to sit down in the shower because she has vertigo. Yeah. Justine has vertigo. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would caution everybody to stay away from Justine's bank because they say you have to prove that you are not in Tucson. Yeah. Um, don't know who she <laughs> banks with. Most banks are usually pretty good about, hey, my card was stolen. Um, and they can look at your history and say, hey, You've never been to Tucson. That's kind of weird. Uh, we'll give you back your money and investigate. <laughs> They're like, nah, you got to prove you weren't in Tucson. <laughs> and it's, you know, how, how do I do that? Take a picture of yourself not in Tucson. Damn it, Glenn. Uh, yeah, didn't they say, did they say holding up a newspaper from yeah. somewhere other than news Tucson? <laughs> yeah, that's what Glenn said. Take a picture of yourself holding up a newspaper <laughs> not in Tucson. <clears throat> Okay, sure. That's pretty good, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we find out that yeah, Glenn's been pushing everybody to buy his wares for <laughs> years, it looks like. 
Um, Does this change anybody's opinion of Glenn th- this episode? Yeah. A little bit. Um, like I said before, I think he's a good guy, but I think he's a horrible manager. Um, I, I think I've said that before. And this kind of fits along with that a little bit. Great guy, cares for his people, um, has their best things at heart, but yeah, the management skills... I thought all it. the way up to this point it was good, but once we get to the end where he <laughs> kind of snaps at them to, to buy Jerusha's stuff, I, I was like, this is... Uh, it doesn't feel like Glenn. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Because mm-hmm. that was great. Yeah. Um, no. We have a customer with Jerusha. Uh, and she's talking about what she can put on stuff. Uh, customer <laughs> asks, can she make a scarf with a squirrel? And Jerusha's just like, no. Whatever no. template she's following, she only knows how to do that item on that item. <laughs> that animal yeah. on that Yeah, animal. like two or three things. That is If there's it. no template on how to do a squirrel <laughs> oh. on a scarf, she can't do it. Or, or she made an exception for Glenn's tie, yeah. but that's about it. She's just like, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, Amy's with the beverage guy again, and I think, is this, yeah, this is the conversation where we get the, uh, yeah. He, uh, she, she really gets into saying she speaks Spanish now, um, <laughs> and he has to start having a conversation with her. And he's talking extremely fast. And it was a... Meow, meow, meow. I don't know yeah. what that was with the cat thing. <laughs> it was some guy... Looks like um, a cat? Is that what it was? I, I read the translation. I on, think on so. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Sounds like a cat. You know, I'd be interested to see if maybe if I put the sub the captions on, what would show up. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think it just says, like, speak Spanish rapidly or something. Probably with the way captions are. Um, and like I said, I know on the subreddit, people had tried to, to translate, and they got, because he was going so fast, but some of the people I saw said it was just like a fake. They got, like, a real general conversation with it. That was about <laughs> yeah. it. Um, Amy, uh, Amy looks so lost during this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um the look of on her face of like, what did I get myself into? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so I think he was talking about Jonah with the cat thing. Yeah. Um, we don't know. Uh, I think it, it can only be assumed. Um, we'll get back to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I think maybe it was. Um, Garrett's with Jonah, and they're talking about the beverage lady who Garrett is on a mission to prove uh, he is right against now, but he doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. (laughs) But he has to be right, but he doesn't care. That's Uh, how I am, though. (laughs) Even even Jonah said it's Bud Light. And, uh... See, for me, like, yeah... I'll let you know, like, oh, I'm going to prove it right, and I do care about this, and I'm going to stop at absolutely nothing. Like, yeah, I, but th- this is back to the Garrett we know and love. 
he was like, okay, you want to play games? I'm bringing you down. Yeah. Um, one, of, one of my favorite lines from the episode, uh, Garrett's like, I don't care. It's it's just important to me. And then Jonah's <laughs> like, that's the definition of caring. That's the, so. the... <laughs> no, I, I don't care. <laughs> the way you just kept going on about yeah. it. Oh man, this is great. Those two, those two work well together, Jordan and Garrett. Um, so apparently, after uh, Glenn apologized to his his people, uh, they eventually ended up bringing back all the stuff that they bought, mm. and nobody's buying anything from Jerusha's needlepoint anymore. Um, and Jerusha has a breakdown because. Uh, she doesn't feel like a woman. She can't bear children. Her needlepoint isn't very good. Her hair doesn't hold a perm. Um, <laughs> and I think I think on the rewatch, I, I think I saw where Glenn snapped in there, where like the look on his face when he was holding Jerusha, where he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna put an end to this one right now." Um, the man cares. The man puts his heart behind everything he does. So you gotta love him for that. Yeah, I, there's um, a there's he has a switch and uh, it doesn't flip, you know, often. But when it does, like there's a, it's a different you know different side of Glenn. So it, it it's almost scary. Like it's almost comedically scary when that switch flips on him. You know what I'm saying? Like. And you can tell. It's not like a subtle thing. It's like... Um, he's, he's a great character actor. Like, his facials are, are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. Mark McKinney's a legend. We are back in the break room, and Amy's talking with everybody about her not understanding what Alex said and um, not, agree- not knowing what she agreed to. Because um, he was... And then again, if he's dropping S's and moving L's and things. Um, Justine, with her comment of the only Spanish she knows, is like, Ghost mar- Margarita's Pour the Tequila. Yeah, and even, and even Sandra's just like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, after, what, the Target episode, I can see it. Everybody yeah. pretty much hates Justine now. Um, they tolerate it. trying to fit in by work. being it. cool or, or funny by making those one-off comments she makes, and you're just like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and it never works. Um, yeah, I think this is where we find out Alex is the beverage guy's name. Mm-hmm. Um, Dina, just, oh God, I love her to death. Hey, find out how you say in Spanish, which like, would you like to have sex in the butt? <laughs> Why? That might be what you agreed to. <laughs> Tina's mind always goes right to the to the dirty to the dirty stuff. Oh, oh yeah. I love I, I love Tina. She's just so awesome. She's uh, cool. she is. She she she's she's really starting to be like the breakout, especially this season. Like she's evolved so much over the last couple seasons. Like this season, I think she's really starting to show and break out of like her shell. Yeah, the the element is in her. You could say. 
The uh, so we have Garrett back with our beverage lady, or our dismal <laughs> beer lady. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to get her to admit that it's Bud Light, which she absolutely refuses to do. Um, they have this little back and forth, and his final line is, "Well, life is a highway." <laughs> that kind of you could almost hear like the record scratch, like right after he says that, yep, yep. and she just looks at him like, "What is that?" Even he has to say, like, that's a bad choice. And he just walks yeah. away. Um, is this also where the other guy is trying to buy it and yeah. says, uh, it's Bud Light? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I oh, wait, no, 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 no. That's the next one. Okay. That's the next interaction. That's a little later because that that's eventually where she admits it. That's a little later. Um, so Glenn gets the idea, I'll have a random customer <laughs> go buy a bunch of stuff from my wrong. wife. So, when my first thought is when he gives him the money and the guy starts walking, yeah, yeah. I thought the guy was leaving. The yeah, store. same, same. Yeah. Um, I don't know which one would have been better. Honestly, <laughs> we had a great exchange when the guy does go to the wrong table and tries to buy two hundred dollars <laughs> worth of candy <laughs> from the lady, and then like he's just like, "No, wait, that damn it, random so well, too. He was really good at like he's like, but. What didn't you say to go here? (laughs) You told me, yeah, and Glenn's trying to shut him down because he's in front of Jerusha, and the lady's like, what are you doing? Because she doesn't know any better. So she thinks she's about to lose money and things. She tells him, mind his own effing business. For the the week. Yep, yep. I'm telling you, like, that, like, as a weekly thing, that just, that gets me. I love it. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I'm juvenile in that way, I guess, but I love it. Messing with people's Which, mind. I'm surprised they didn't peep out something later we'll get to, but, um... Yeah. Uh, that whole thing there with those three were great. We're back in the break room, and they're, they're still trying to figure out what Alex has said. Uh, Jonah comes in to eat his lunch, which is nothing but fruit. And a coffee, so maybe it's a break. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about this, I can see Jonah is like the kind of guy who would have like just a bowl full of fruit, like yeah. a little fruit salad for lunch or whatever. Yeah, um, I see that. I, yeah, I can just see that now. Now that I'm thinking about it. Um, so they bring up that oh, Amy's boy, Amy has a boyfriend or whatever. And well, so back up first. Uh, Amy doesn't want them to tell Jonah. Mm-mm. Like I don't know if anybody caught that. Yeah, definitely not. Um, she, I think it was Cheyenne, mm-hmm. and she tries to stop Cheyenne from saying anything to Jonah. Um, fails, um, and then Jonah, you know. So here's the thing: I don't know why. I think they missed the opportunity here too. Uh, ben Feldman, great job. Obviously jealous about the fact that Jonah or Kelly or Amy's dating somebody now. I'm surprised no one in the break room call them out on it, especially since they all know they had a thing for each other and, you know, it's all been public now and everything else, and the kiss and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just surprised nobody made a comment to him about that. Well, I, I think Cheyenne kind of did it, like, second-handedly. Not, not, like, on the nose, but, like, just bringing just the fact, you know, she had a little smile at Amy after, like, kind of like, <laughs> I know what I'm doing here, you know? 
you know, bringing that up to to Jonah. So, but but you're right. No one really kind of gave him crap after that, though, like they were in the past couple episodes. And it, I think they would. I think that like they would, especially when he starts yeah. stammering <laughs> later on. He tries Kelly's to set up a double date, um, and he's he well, he's gonna call Kelly, and then he's gonna text her. No, he's gonna call her, and he's like, "Well, she's just here. I can go talk to her." But no, no, I'm gonna text her. Like, so like that that's very obvious. Like, dude, are you sure you want to have a double date here? Like, yeah. Which, okay, I know this this season's already complete. They've wrapped. I need to see this double date. Um, this this double date needs to happen. I need to see this. Agreed. I, 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 yeah, this has to happen on screen. We have to see what happens. The awkwardness between all four of them, um, the tension. Um, yeah. Also, especially so, Alex pro- Alex the beverage guy probably doesn't know all of the history behind it, right? So at least three of the four know, and. Um, I don't know if it was a fake picture or a deleted scene, but you guys, we talked about earlier, you guys saw the photo of like uh, Jonah and the beverage guy with like the weird handshake or something. I didn't see it, but I Jonah's heard. going out to pound. That was circulating <laughs> this week. So it looked like, it, it looked like the picture, the best way I can describe it, it looked like Jonah trying to give him some sort of weird handshake like after he finds out that they're dating. Um, or some, or just Jonah has an awkward interaction with him, period. And, uh, so, like I said, this, because of that, and at least because three of the four people know of the history there, um, this, I, I hope and pray that they, they actually have filmed a double date with these people and they all go out. Because I think that could really be the setting off point of what happens in that, in those relationships. Like that could be the fork in the road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just as and, a side and, note, Jonah yeah. says the word "great" nine times during that break room scene. So. <laughs> he, now that I'm thinking about, it, he does say it a lot. Like, yeah, he's, and he's just very clearly like shook up and jealous about. Oh this. yeah. It reminds me of um, um, of Brooklyn Nine Nine when uh, Peralta will say "cool, cool, cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, was I think Cheyenne or no? Um, whoever I think it was Dina brought up. Could he be speaking in Hindi? And <laughs> Cheyenne was like, "Well, he can speak Hindi yeah. if he wants to." He can it. Sure, sure, Cheyenne. Um, Amy brings up the fact that you know she's self-conscious about this because. He's gonna make the joke about taking a Latina card. They ask what a Latina card is. Sandra thinks it earns you points at a restaurant. Yeah, like a club <laughs> card. Oh, I I love their break room conversations. Like those things are good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're one of the best parts of every episode. Uh, and I think on the subreddit, I have to agree with whoever it was. I don't know, and I wish I'd given credit. Uh, someone said that they, they think they need to have a whole episode where the entire thing is like oh. stuff they talk about in the break room. That would be awesome. Or like one big break room conversation. <laughs> like that would be fantastic. 
and then they could bring out their charts and all the other things they normally do. Like, I want to see one of these conversations from start to finish. Like, that would be just awesome. Um, they, they bring up the fact that they think Amy only has dated white guys. Um, she's like, I dated one 15 years ago. And we got married. Um, she kissed a black guy before. Yeah. Apparently his name is Peter. Which Dina has, does not believe. Um, <laughs> and the way that kind of brought out, yeah, I probably don't believe that. <laughs> we go back to Burrito <laughs> Brian. This is where he's eating his piece of pizza at his burrito stand. Um, which I can kind of see a little bit. Like, yeah, you work with, especially if you're around your own food all the time you or whatever. Have burritos like, for breakfast. You know, he's got, he's got to get something else in him. And I, <laughs> plus, I think they said he sleeps in his van earlier. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm sure this might be the only time he gets, like, actual food for a while. Like, you never know. <laughs> or he looks like one of those traveling people. I don't know. Um, oh, I think this is probably the the best part of the episode. Oh, yeah. Jonah's with Marcus. Um, and he's talking about, you know, hey, he's, he's, he's even telling him the dedication to the boob cheese is fantastic. Um. Marcus hasn't even tried the boob cheese yet. He gives Jonah a piece. He tells him he sunk his life savings in there, you know, and, and Jonah's telling him to keep going, and he tells him it means a lot. So he gives him a piece on the house. Even though it's free samples. Uh, <laughs> well, he was selling some, too, though. He was, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, because, yeah, he had, he, he had some wrapped up in plastic in a little thing, and then it had boob cheese. I think it was like three nineteen per slab, like is what the little handmade sign said. Yeah. Um, so I guess he used he has slabs for his measurement. Um, Jonah's gonna just walk away with the boob cheese. I'm sure it was gonna go in the Straight trash. The trash yeah. <laughs> um, and Marcus convinces him to try it. Wow. Um, I don't know if I could have, if, if I was doing if I could have done that. <laughs> I might have had to give him the hard pass. Um, what about you guys? If if you had a Marcus and he offered you boo cheese, what would you do? Oh, man. Maybe try it. And here's why, okay? It's only ten, <laughs> Here's why. It's, you it's, had, uh, you, just like Leonardo DiCaprio, you had my attention, that or... It, yeah. You had me. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. It's only. I think it's only taboo because it's it's um, against social norms. But who would have thought originally to milk a cow and make it into cheese? You know, it's all milk. It's the same thing as goat cheese and cow cheese. There's all. They're all milk. Um, not saying I would choose it as a preference, but I'm just saying that. Uh, it, there's only. It's only taboo because it's. What you are saying norms. is. Yeah, you are one hundred percent correct. What you are saying, without a shadow of a doubt, is correct. However, there's a reason why there are norms. I don't know how somebody decided to milk a cow, whoever the freak was that initially did it, and decided to eat cow milk and whatever. I don't know, but they did, and we have great products because of it now. We have regular cheeses and chocolate stuff. And yeah, but cream all humans use yummy, delicious things too. Until you're a certain age. 
Like, at some point, it stops being normal. Um, I, like, I'm the kind of person I won't I even eat goat cheese or goat milk. Like, I will not try it. I can't do it. It just sounds disgusting to me. I can't do it. Um, just last night in the freezer at my store, uh, I was looking in, is it California Pizza Kitchen? Yeah. It's like frozen pizzas now or something. And one of them was like a goat cheese and something else. Pizza. Pizza. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mar- Marcus is just a cheese purist, man. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Ho- hold on. Hold on. We're going to continue this in one second. Um, I don't know how somebody decided to put goat cheese on a pizza, but uh, A, I couldn't try that. B, what else could we make out of boob cheese? Yes, we there boob the cheese pizza. About. There's um, pizza. Mozzarella sticks. Boob cheese yogurt. Grilled, grilled uh, cheese. I mean. Boob cheese sticks. Like, as you said that, like, a boob cheese pizza, I was like, if if Marcus can get if he can get something behind this engine, exactly. they can make all kinds of But he would need people yeah. to actually participate, uh, and not just find found. I, I, but I, I I can't try. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. They might need a rebrand. I just can't try it. They might need to rebrand that. I think he needs a new name. <laughs> okay, so what could what could they rebrand it as? I don't know. You don't want to call it boo cheese. Why even put the word boob in there? He could just call it some other type of cheese. <laughs> no, no, no. And I'll tell you why. Because somebody would legitimately kill him if they find out it but was made from Breslau like- oh, That's the thing. This is one of those... This is one of those truth in an advertising. You have to be upfront about this. You can't just, like, randomly... I don't know if Marcus is bound you know, by the like, FDA. You, you gotta be upfront about it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying as a good human being, you. I, th- I think in all fairness, you have to be upfront about this. You can't just like, oh, try this, eat it. Hey, I made it out of some lady's breast milk that, that I, that I like stole from the food challenges. court. Like, you just put, here's cheese and here's another type of cheese. See which one you like more. And then you tell them after they eat it. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, But we go back to the social norms of the fact that one came from... Like stolen breast milk from a food court, like, or stolen breast milk from like he might even have been stealing like Cheyenne's breast milk from the the now that'd be funny the, to find out refrigerator or something like at work like, for her to find out. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, I think we got way off yeah, track here. I think it was welcome back. Where, this is Cheesecast. Okay. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully we didn't offend any of our listeners. Hopefully, everybody's still cool with us. Um, we're just trying to expand the yeah. Superstore universe yeah. here. Um, and and the, the look on Jonah's face when he finds out Marcus hasn't even tried yeah. it yet because it grosses See, that's where, him out. Oh, that was Marcus has to try it if he's trying to sell it, man. <laughs> oh, how can you say how good it is if, if you don't even try your own product? Yeah. He has no confidence in his own product. I'll say, I, 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 I get it. Okay, here's the thing. I wouldn't eat it. If I was making boob cheese, I, I, I would be obligated to at least try it once. If I was making boob cheese, any other, there's no other situation. <laughs> I will tell you this, as Sheldon once said in an episode of Big Bang Theory, 
if there's an infinite number of universes in no universe whatsoever out there as Casey trying to <laughs> We'll see about that. It does not happen. Um, so we get Glenn back in the break room where employees are just doing their thing. Um, side note, I know uh, depending on your state, um, you're allowed breaks at your job. Uh, in California, you're allowed one for every so many hours of work. So, like in a full eight-hour shift, you'll usually get one before lunch, one after lunch. Like you're obligated, like you're legally mandated to get a fifteen-minute break. Um, these guys spend an awful lot of time yeah, in the break. They do. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get maybe there. I get maybe you have different shifts. People on lunch breaks, but uh, they spend an awful lot of time in there. Um, but once again, their conversations are big. What happens <laughs> in that room? Why don't they move some what? of those conversations well, that are so good in the break room? out onto the floor in, in the sense of like they could take these same conversations and put some of them while they're like um like they were doing the one time where they were folding clothes and they were talking uh, that way we see them actually doing some work they, they could um but like i said a lot of those like a lot of these except for the last few typically like i said yeah. they break out charts and like they have pads and things like mm-hmm. you know when they get into when they get into these conversations, they get deep. Like you know, they they string charts and things and charting stuff. Like so, like these need to stay in the break room. Like I said, we need an episode of nothing but like something in the break room. We need a bottle episode where it's just in the break room. It'd be great. Yeah, I'd love it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know. It might be too much of a good. Pretty thing. sure we'll see something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. Good, How good dare thing. you speak bad about? The name of our podcast and how we yeah. got. My bad, sorry. I owe um, everything to that room. <laughs> so Glenn comes back into the break room and um, he's, he's still trying to get people to buy his wife's product and nobody would bite. Um, he's like, he tries to tell Mateo he looked good with a scarf. Um, apparently that's Mateo's best feature and he never covers his <laughs> Um, I think it's Justine tells him hard pass. Um, nobody's willing to buy. You can see the wheels fall off and Glenn just snaps. He even breaks out. God damn it. You're goddamn right. Like, I never expected to hear that from Glenn. Um, and B, I figured that might be one that they would, they would bleep out. Um, but it was so much more impactful when they did, and it just came right out of his mouth. I don't know. Do they usually play um, that? And then he, I don't know. In some in some things, it, it will maybe because of the religious aspect of it, or um, you know, it can it can be really offensive to people in some ways. So that might be one of the things they get around sometimes in some shows. But just the fact, yeah, like they didn't like. I think it was more impactful for them to be out there. Mm-hmm. Especially coming from Glenn. Yeah, Glenn. Glenn went a little volcanic there. <laughs> and if you tell anybody, I'll tell them you're lying. You don't believe me because I'm the boss. He's just like, no, you're gonna go buy crap. Go buy crap. Uh, he takes Sandra's food, throws it in the trash. <laughs> uh, Sandra has to trick herself. They put her medicine in the food. Um, that's the only way she can take it. 
So now Gwen feels bad and he has to pull it back out for her. Yeah. He goes oh. from extremely angry to extremely nice in like half a second. It's crazy. Like, Oh, it's still on top. Let me get that out for you. Yeah. Um, we get Garrett back with the artisanal beer lady. This is where he calls her out okay. in front of the customer and just like yells out, it's Bud Light. It's just Bud Light. And it looked like the guy was going to buy some before that. Um, they have a conversation. He's like, he, she finally admits to the, yeah, she gets the cakes wholesale and puts it in, you know, the bottles. And he's like, thank you. So, uh, why don't you let me take you out for dinner? <laughs> Go really, dude? That. Really? You hear that? You're asking after that? Man. She was like, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. In all fairness, I think he might have had a shot before that. Like, if he hadn't started on that whole crusade about the Bud Light, I think Eric might have had a shot. Yeah. But I think the whole bought, time on that date, he would, he would be... If he had never confronted her about yeah. it, I think he would be eating away at him the whole time. Oh, I, I can see some definitely some yeah. either just passive-aggressive or just point-blank aggressive behavior from him, like, without a shadow of a doubt about it. I can see him, like, taking her on a tour of, like, the Bud Light factory in St. Louis, I can just see him. I can just see him trying to find ways to get at it. But um, uh, Amy and the beverage guy Alex uh, are talking after that. Yeah. Um, she finally snaps herself and admits that she had no clue what he was saying. Um, that she didn't speak Spanish as a kid and blah blah blah. So he tells her, "Oh, there's a good barbecue place about an hour away." Which, considering this is St. Louis. Um, I'm sure there are fantastic barbecue places out there, and I need to go there and try some, just because <laughs> I am a fat ass and I love barbecue, <laughs> and it sounds great. Um, and and I need like I need to do this before I die. Um, and then the show ends. But so like I said, this this episode went really fast for me. Like it just. It wasn't like quick cuts. It just the episode moved quick, and next thing I know, it was over. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, so um, I guess we can talk about uh, Glenn. Yeah, because that was my least Opinion. favorite part of the episode. Um, when he <clears> snapped, <throat> I just felt like felt like they took him a little too far in that instance, because that's something he could really get in in some big, big trouble about. And, uh, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Was, like, he like probably loses his job for that. Like, I understand he's snapped or whatever. But, I mean, I, I realized he's, you know, he's usually not that way. It just felt very out of character. You know what, though? So, for me, I don't, I don't see it that way. I, I could see exactly what he said. So, I could see if they decided to call corporate or Jeff's replacement, and tell him that Glenn's... Like, even if a bunch of them went together and they'd say what happened in that break room, when they think back and they're like, Glenn did that? Like, I think not necessarily because he's the boss, but because of his personality and his character, I can see them saying, like, yeah, we're not... Well, no, I understand they won't won't buy it, he could get him himself doing it just felt very (laughs) out of character and, and kind of very mean-spirited and and evil like i know he's doing it for his wife but i mean these are people spending the money that Mm -hmm. he gives them as an employee as an employer 
to his employees, and they're spending it back, giving it almost back to him because he's forcing <laughs> them to. It just didn't seem right. Mm-hmm. But we also found out, like I said, we found out earlier too that this has been going on for years. With right. like, so he's got foster kids. I'm sure, like, he might even have his kids set up in the break room for Girl Scout cookies instead of just yeah, necessarily outside. I think the it's school. a little different mm-hmm. in the sense of. Th- they all acted like this time when he flipped out like this was like, it was, I don't think he's ever done this before. He may have like, they may have just felt pressured because he was their boss, but I don't think he's ever told them like, do this or you're fired until this. Mm -hmm. You're right. But I think, I think what made him snap is when he sees nobody whatsoever with Jerusha. Yeah. And they returned whatever they bought from her. And when she when she cried in his arms and she talked about how, like I said, she didn't feel like a woman because her, you know, she can't bear children. And then like, you know, it's just, she's putting all this like I I I one hundred percent get what you're saying, and it's not inaccurate, but I can see him snapping a little bit in that aspect because this is the woman he loves, and she you know, she says you know she feels like a failure, and she doesn't feel like she's doing anything, and <laughs> yeah. So he's just trying to like, like at some point he's got to, you know, he's got to support his wife, and he he tried another way. He did try to get the, the other guy to go buy something which went to the wrong yeah. table. I just think maybe even if he had <laughs> told them pretty much what Jerusha had said and said, "Hey, look, we're having trouble conceiving." All of this stuff, right? You know, would you guys be able to just buy something for her to to make her feel better <clears throat> instead of taking the or maybe of your fire or, right, doing this? Right. Or maybe like give them the money and, and have them go out and buy yeah, it. Yeah, instead of having <laughs> giving it to the random guy who doesn't know where he's going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he giving it to somebody else. I, he went full like chaotic. Said, I, I, I understand, but it's for just, sure. I, I get what you're saying, but for me, I. Yeah, seeing him snap like that was weird, um, I'll admit, but I just, yeah, I think it was like one of those Popeye enough's enough, and, um, you know, um, I've, 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 what does what the Popeye used to say? Um, oh, I, something, he's Popeye I can't stand no more, <laughs> he did say that, <laughs> that's all I can stand and I can't stand no more, like, um, I, I think, uh, I think we can all agree Glenn's probably, or Mark, has cut, probably has the biggest range in the in the cast. I mean, go, go from, you know, nice to just crazy. Oh, Mark McKinney is fantastic in this role. He really is. Uh, like I said, just his facials and and his interactions with with everybody, like, um. I, I, like I said before, too, I really want to know how much improv is done on this set. Whether uh, maybe Justin Spitzer gives him room to do improv, like to improv something. Because I, I know he has a background in improv. Uh, Lauren Ash, Dina, has a background yeah. in improv comedy. Yeah. Um, Colton Dunn. Um, Garrett has a background in improv comedy. Um, so... Uh, I, I just wonder if they allow him some range and sure or they, a take or two yeah. to see what they can do. I, with yeah. I'm sure there's a few takes, and then they 
just pick whatever one was the the better one because I know a lot of shows will let give them the takes but may not use it if it didn't work the way they wanted it to. Well, and there are some shows which which are, are real strict to and want yeah. them to try and stick to the script like as much as possible. Um, so it really just depends on that cast and crew how well they can vibe together. So. Yeah, I saw Lauren said in an interview, like uh, from the. I believe from from the get go, season one, like they they gave him a pretty pretty long leash in uh, terms of improv and um, and the production and editors they they kept some of it. I mean they do you know take that and if it's funny, it's funny. You know they'll they'll put it in shows. Yeah, I mean some those are some of the best things that may come out. And like I said, when you have people who have those backgrounds in, in improv and they they know how to play off each other, especially now you're a couple seasons into it and, and you get your timing with those people. Like, it's great, you know, so. Definitely. Um, so, um. Uh, like I said, I think it was a good episode and I think we have, what, five four, more to go? Four more to go? Four more to go. Um, the ratings for this week were... Uh, the same demographic, 0.8, as a district manager, but um, an uptick in the amount of viewers of 3.17 million viewers. Um, and I have the synop- synopsis for next week, which is entitled Lottery. As Lottery Mania sweeps the store, Dina encourages the employees to sell as many tickets as possible. Jonah helps Amy track down the new district manager to lobby for a raise. Okay. So another Jonah and Amy, yeah. And there is a preview out already of uh, Four Lottery. Um, I saw it online. It, it's probably just the cold opening, I've noticed. No, yeah. Uh, like a lot of the preview things um, or like little clips on YouTube that pop up are typically like the cold opens in the break room or wherever they do them at initially. Um, like a few days ago, I saw one for this episode and it ended up being... Um, Glenn introducing them to the whole conversation about uh, Glenn cheating on his wife or whatever. Yeah. Um, So I I think the cold open is out there. Um, It is hilarious. At least (laughs) if if this is the cold open, it it is hilarious. I've seen it. It is well worth to watch. Um, What happens in the rest of the episode? I haven't watched it yet. But the the open looks like it's definitely going to be... I'll say this. It's them talking about what they would do with, with... if they won the lottery. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so imagine all of them in the break room and the conversation that can ensue from mm-hmm. there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Now, would there be any incentive for them selling lottery tickets? Yes. If a store, so at least in California, I think almost every other state's thing. If your store sells like the jackpot winning ticket, your store gets like a big cash oh, prize. Okay. Inside. No way. Like, um, that's cool. And so you make you make you make a percentage off of the lottery sales itself. So it might be like a two or six percent or something that you get back of whatever, just in general, whatever tickets you sell. And then if your store sells the winning ticket, your store actually gets like fifty grand, a hundred grand, or something like that for like that jackpot winning mm. ticket. Wow. So. A store I worked at, uh, the first Walmart I worked at, 
it's called Enabler Market. It's one that's just a grocery store. Um, so it's like a Ralph's, a Vaughn's, Kroger, stuff like that. It's just groceries. Um, and in California here, they can have lottery in those stores. They don't have lottery in the in the actual super centers, but the neighborhood markets, grocery mm-hmm. stores, they do. So remember a couple of years ago when the Powerball was up to like yeah. $1.5 billion or something? Like it was, it was a was ridiculous what, 1. amount. $1.5 billion. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, <laughs> insane. So yeah, like it, um, we really – and with lottery players, um, you'll get people who will pop in. But you also have people who are really superstitious and will only buy tickets mm-hmm. from certain places because that's their store, and they're going to give them a winning ticket. Um, so yeah, we had we had a line like that for a couple of days, ridiculous line. People trying to buy, especially that last day where it was, you know, up until drawing time. We had people just yeah, one point five billion, you're sure, yeah, without a doubt, people buy. I don't play the lottery. Um, I had a math teacher who used to be a. a, a a uh, guy who worked for NASA who broke down the math for me. Um, and I knew the odds weren't very good at winning in the first place. Like, I knew that. But when he when he broke down the actual math and explained it in a way, I was yeah. like, yeah, that that's scam. That's basically a government scam. Good job. But, uh, yeah, I spent 20 bucks that day on Powerball. When it gets that high, man. I was yeah. like, yeah. Whenever it gets to, like, yeah. 500 million. I'm going to blow... I'm going to blow money on something. I'm going to blow this $20 on something stupid regardless something I don't need regardless. I know I'm not going to win this $1.5 billion, but just in the off chance that I might, <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll blow it on this. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still here with you guys. I, I didn't win. Are you saying you wouldn't be doing this if you won? <laughs> this could be your full-time job. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It, it could be, um, but I wouldn't have been working, and then yeah. I, I still – so Superstore might not have uh, – actually been on my radar after that because I would have literally yeah. walked out of the store <laughs> after that. yeah because I wouldn't have worked that one after that um well we're, we're thankful but, you didn't yeah so there, the there is incentive <laughs> um there there definitely is incentive for stores to actually if they can sell that okay. that's good to know um because not only that that'll bring more people into because if you sold that winning ticket before like some people get really weird about it like oh man they might sell another now, one, how do right? superstitions like that get started just as a general where they're like this is my store they're going to give me the winning ticket if they've never won previously why do they think this time would be the different time because <laughs> usually superstitions are well, like i well, won that so, game that one time wearing this shirt so i'll keep wearing it but so gambling yeah gamblers are a, a horrible lot they are very superstitious in that aspect um so it could start with scratch tickets uh, okay. because like, they might go to one store, they might buy a couple and not win anything. Then they go to another store, and maybe they buy one that gives them another ticket. Then they buy one or two, and then they win, like, 10 or 20 bucks. Um, so, once again, it goes back to the first Walmart I worked at, that neighborhood market that had lottery. Um, a, I used to have this one little lady who would come in, and as if it was a casino. She, she spent, like, almost my entire shift, almost eight hours straight. Going back and forth between the little vending machine we had that sold the scratch-off tickets, and then bringing it up, cashing in whatever she won, like a free ticket. Go back buy another one. Maybe spend another five or ten bucks. Like she's, I kid you not when I say she spent eight hours wow. one day going back and forth doing that. Um, and then I like I I had a guy I, I'll never forget. He, he bought the ticket, 
and he was right there, and he scratched it off and won 500 bucks on the spot and, like, let out one of the loudest yells and screams I've ever heard in my life. Um, and then cash right in. Um, so it, it usually scratch tickets are like the gateway drug of them because there's the instant gratification of it. If you win, you can typically see or find out right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people with their other games, you know, they might win 10, 20, same thing, 50 bucks, you know, at this one store. And they have their certain numbers that they play that, you know, consistently they play or they do a quick pick, but they win 5, 10, 20, 50 bucks. So now they feel like that's their place because they have luck there. And they might have tried to store around the corner and get nothing back. Uh, not even taking into account the randomness of the lottery. <laughs> it's gamblers are a horrible lot. Like, have you ever been to a casino? Yeah. Uh, yep. not gambling in one, but like when I went to Vegas, I, I went there before. So like, uh, you'll see some of these little older ladies that will have like four or five slot machines to themselves and have these little multi, these little cards they get perk points or whatever with. And they're, they'll be sitting there going back and forth between all four or five of these. And your light, you will put your life in your hands if you try and touch one of those machines. Like they will literally kill you because they feel they're getting the machine hot and it's going to strike for them. And if you mess with that streak, you mess with that hotness, like a little old lady will stab you yeah. on that in the casino floor. Like, I kid you not when I say you're putting your life in Is, is that what Myrtle is doing it's now? It's best to just back up. <laughs> it might be. Myr- Myrtle is Myrtle is the exact kind of lady who will literally stab you. My mom was the same way. She like like she will she will take something out of her purse and stick it into your chest if you mess with her machine. It's best to just back up slowly and go find another machine. <laughs> well, I learned a lot today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think this is our—I think this is our longest episode. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we pretty much spend three one. times yeah. the amount of time talking about a, <laughs> an episode. <laughs> yeah, the episode—the the episode of Superstore might have went quick. I don't know how you guys feel about not the podcast, podcast though. Uh, this one, not so much. Well. Uh, thanks for listening to the break room. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at TBR Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com/breakroomsuperstore, and shoot us an email at thebreakroomss@gmail.com. Any questions or just want to say what's up? Yeah, we'll see you next week. Or tell us. Or tell us your thoughts about movie Yeah, yeah like, any, We'd love to hear <laughs> that'd be Any thoughts. Though. Oh, one more thing. Um, all the episodes are now on NBC.com and on Hulu. So if you want to start a rewatch uh, or you know get your friends into the show, all those episodes are now on NBC.com and Hulu. Thank you for shopping at your Cloud9 Supercell. Music provided by bensound.com. <laughs>